This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host. And helping take our leadership to the next level, we have Dr. Richard Blackaby I'm in here the for, studio. I'm here for you and all others there, Sam. Well, we appreciate you, Dr. <laughs> Blackaby, and uh, one of many Dr. Blackabys. Yes, I might, yeah, you I might, might need to narrow it down a bit more. Yeah, Dr. Richard Blackaby. Uh, well, you have just come in off the road, and you're you're still on the road. You're still <laughs> still heading out. Uh, not too long from now. Yeah. Uh, but you've you've had a very very busy spring, and I think we've mentioned that in podcasts before. And so we sort of snag these uh, talks when we can. But I thought what we would do uh, today is because you are on the road so much, um, you're seeing a lot of different people. You're you're speaking in a lot of different venues, um, in churches and associations for uh, business leaders. And really all over the country and even, you know, a handful of countries. Um, so you're in different states all over the place. Uh, so I thought we'd just sort of have a chat about uh, what you're seeing on the road. You know, you get to talk to a lot of different people. You're in a lot of different areas. Um, and maybe just some things that you're, some observations, let's say, uh, from from the road yeah. um, that, you've, that you've been seeing. Maybe there's some, some common themes that have, have cropped up. Uh, as you uh, meet with people, yeah, you know, and, and as you know, Sam, it's been it has been pretty crazy. The springtime and the and the fall are particularly busy for me. But yeah, um, I think you know a week ago I was in uh, I spoke in three different uh, states uh, eleven times I think that week, and uh, just finished up seven times this week in two states. And uh, I'll be in a dealing with marketplace leaders and then church leaders and uh, just a wide variety of different settings. And so not that I'm the, you know, uh, necessarily like I'm going to fill stadiums of, with people to hear me, but, uh, but I'm staying really busy with, uh, yeah. opportunities to speak here and there. And, and, uh, and so I'm just seeing lots of things, um, going on as I travel around and talk to people. And so, yeah, we thought it might be just good to just share a few things I'm seeing and, a lot of times, you know, you're on the, you're racing from here to there and, and you're talking to people and you're picking up all kinds of things. And then sometimes it's good just to, uh, process a little bit and say, yeah. what, what am I hearing? What, so this, this is as much for you as it is. Yeah. It's like, let me, let me kind of stop and get a few thoughts together here. And what, what have I, what are some of the common threads that yeah. people keep talking about? And, you know, I think the encouraging thing about this too, is that, uh, for a lot of us, we, you know, we're not traveling and, and especially not seeing different churches. We may travel, but we may not, you know, visit other churches and see what's happening. And so I think it's, it's a really unique perspective that you bring yeah. because you are in and out of a lot of different churches, associations, various organizations. Um, and I just think it's encouraging and cool to see. So what, you know, what's God doing in these places, you know, it, are some of the things that I'm feeling, you know, at my church, are those, you know, being reflected at other churches? And so I think it's just a, sure. it's just a really neat opportunity. Yeah, well, let me just give you a couple of thoughts, uh, and these will be pretty random as they're pretty raw at this point, but um, I think some things are pretty self-evident, but just to state them anyway, because that's what I'm seeing. Uh, one is, I think, that change is accelerating, and that's not breaking news, uh, mm -hmm. but as someone who travels, I'm thinking even uh, various protocol calls that I would go through 
whether it's going through security at an airport, whether it's the the way that your app works on your air the, the uh, your airline, the way hotels treat you, uh, so many things keep on changing. That um, if you get if you get really and you know when you travel a lot, you tend to want to try to get uh, routines down. It just saves time and energy. Yeah, you, you it helps you remember everything. Uh, you figure out how to save time and what's the shortest line or that kind of thing. But uh, then things change and all of a sudden you can't do it that way anymore. And the airline doesn't provide that anymore. And that's not complimentary anymore. And uh, now you have to do several other steps that you didn't have to do before. And it can get really frustrating when what you've always known uh, doesn't work anymore. What You had a great system worked out uh, but now you can't do it that way. Uh, and now you have to learn a new approach and you have to know to do it this way now. Um, and for some people that just wears them out because there's always, there are always things changing. And, uh, and of course you just, you have to stay up with a, a lot of that. And, uh, whether you've got people on your team that can help you, like I've, I've got a bunch of millennials working with me that can sit me down and say, okay, uh, we, 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 this is, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> they haven't used that in, you know, years. So better upgrade <laughs> on that. But, uh, but also I, I learned, I just don't need to get too emotionally attached, uh, to things that are going to change anyway. Yeah. And of course you see that a lot in, in churches, uh, the music's going to change. So there's no, I mean, I can have songs I like, but it, but it's going to change. So uh, enjoy it while you can, and things are going to change. And and then there's other things that don't necessarily change, and you need to really learn to to invest in those things that aren't going to change. And so uh, relationships, people, uh, your walk with God, uh, your character, as far as just who you are, it can it can adjust. But there, there's some things that are much more long lasting than mm-hmm. others. And so uh, I just find myself, if I get all uptight because uh, of those of you who travel know that after COVID, uh, before COVID, like if you stayed in a hotel, they came in and cleaned your room every day. Uh, now, a lot of hotels, it's like, well, you can ask for service, otherwise we won't clean your room. And uh, I, I I think they tried to say that that was <laughs> protecting you somehow, <laughs> yeah, uh, by not having people coming in your room. But if you've got garbage piling up and yeah. soggy towels all over the floor, and uh, you think I'm not sure that you're helping me stay safe and healthy here by just <laughs> leaving me in my debris. Yeah, well, I think uh, it's uh, there's also the, the labor <laughs> shortage. You know, yeah, I think a lot of people they're are, saving wherever they can, yeah. and so. Uh, now, and now, now some hotels will still clean every day, but you don't know which ones. And I, I, I'm staying in hotels all the time. And so, um, you have to, uh, it's like before you didn't even have to think about that. You just knew that they'd clean out your garbage that day. And, and now it's, uh, I've sometimes I've, I've actually taken garbage with me out of my room and thrown it in a garbage bin. Like if it's maybe a meal that I ate <laughs> leftovers yeah. or something. Um, because I don't want to stink it up my room all night and I know they're not going to pick it up. And so just little things like that, you think I never even have used to have to worry about that. And now I can't, I can't assume 
things I used mm-hmm. to assume. And that can, that can pile up emotionally on you after a while unless you realize, okay, I guess this is how it is now. So I would just have to adjust to that. And so yeah. I think people that are going to thrive as leaders in the future are going to be people that don't let small changes especially uh, wear them out and become a big deal. And I, I hear this uh, when I'm traveling and in line and at an airport or something, and people will complain, well, we didn't used to have to do that. Uh, that's not yeah. how it used to be. Well, it's true, uh, and it might have been better before, but that's how it is now. Yeah. And so, well, and I'm and I'm finding uh, <clears throat> we're not we're not traveling a ton, but I'm finding having a, a four year old and a one year old that <laughs> change some things. Uh, yeah. Well, and even just you know the little things like I'm always having to check myself because it's like you know our four year old will will suddenly want to sit at the side of the table that our one-year-old sits at and it's like well we've always sat and you know and you know it's a little thing but it's like suddenly it's really important to her that she sit where our one-year-old is sitting and it's like your your first reaction is to be like well no like that's not how we you know that's not how it's been but we have then, our traditions yeah it's, it, but then it's like well like does that really matter like yeah. is this a battle we want to fight and so yeah having to constantly just say, okay, is this change, does this change matter? Like, do I care about yeah. this change? And if not, let it go. Yeah. And if I do, figure out why I care and be able to articulate that to a four-year-old. Yeah. And it's, we're, there's, we're swimming in a sea of change, and so you really have to just decide, I, I can't let every one of them take yeah. an emotional toll on me or I'll be depleted all the time. Right. Well, the second thing uh, I've just noticed, um, particularly in churches, but also just in, in business as well, is that it, it just seems like young people are major targets these days. It just seems as if the world is going after young people. The, the wokeness, the, all the different kinds of uh, philosophies and approaches, everybody wants to capture the minds of young people. And, um, and, and oftentimes when I'm out and about, I, I see young people and I just think, uh, Man, it's gonna—it's tough uh, navigating yourself as a young person right now. Yeah. And uh, whether you're in business, I a lot of times I'm I'm out and meeting, dealing with young people in the business world, and maybe kind of startup jobs, and and they I'll often ask them, "What do you? What's your vi- vision for your life? Where where are you going? What do you uh, you know? Are you going to school? Are you?" Are you planning what kind of career would you like to have? Uh, what would your dream job be? I've asked a lot of Lyft drivers that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of them aren't where they hope to be one day, but they're on the way. But there's so many temptations and pressures. Uh, I'm in a lot of churches, and I always um, I always have a soft spot in my heart when I, I meet young people. And... Uh, I was actually uh, this week in uh, Virginia, in the Washington, D.C. area, and I actually spoke at a Christian high school and uh, spent some time talking to young people. And mm. I, um, it wasn't a massive gathering, but it was uh, their 9, 10, and 11th graders uh, and in, in a brand new school. Uh, and I just wanted to speak hope into their lives and just try to encourage them, don't be afraid. Uh, in this confusing, often hostile world. And I was so encouraged by uh, a bunch of them came around and they were telling me the dream that God had given them. And some of them were already 
making things happen and uh, and holding pretty uh, large scale meetings and uh, attempting really big things and they were asking advice and mm. and I I've just and sometimes I go to a meeting at a church and mostly you know adults uh, and then there may be one lone teenager that came along with their parents and but they're really devout and they're just soaking it up and while most of their friends are doing teenage kind of stuff they're in this meeting listening to an old guy like me and taking notes and having questions and I always try to take time. I, I just figure if this teenage kid or young adult um, is making this kind of effort to grow and hear from God, I really want to bless them along the way. And so yeah. that's just one thing I would just uh, encourage uh, our listeners is when you do see a young person, whether they're in the lobby of your church on a, on the weekend or they're uh, you, you they're serving you in a restaurant or checking you in at a hotel or, or whatever, just show some interest in them and encourage them. Um, you have no idea sometimes what just a word of encouragement is. You don't know what all they're facing. And, yeah. uh, but I just kind of have tried just to keep young people, especially on my radar. Uh, and I do that also in churches, especially if I meet a pastor's kid, because I, I was a pastor's kid. Uh, but a lot of those young people have to be at church whether they want to be or not. Yeah. Uh, some of them God's going to use really mightily in the days to come. Some are under a lot of pressure to uh, live up to in the fishbowl. And so there's certain kinds of young people that if I if they happen to cross my path, I'll always just stop if I can and just take some extra time with them. Yeah. And so whether you're in the church or the, the, the marketplace, just keep an eye out for those kind of folks. Um, a third thing is just uh, I've just really noticed the the need to keep a, a growth posture just a a constant uh, openness to to growing just grabbing whatever you can along the way mm-hmm. um that will make you a bit better uh the great thing the, I, I, the great weapon in some ways of leaders is that they don't they don't have to be stuck being the same leader year in and year out they they can grow so you may not be all the leader that your organization needs you to be today but you could be. If you keep growing, you will be what they need you to be uh, eventually. And so, uh, but what has struck me um, is that I'm constantly rubbing shoulders with both kinds of people. I, I'm rubbing shoulders with people just eager to learn. Uh, and then I'm also rubbing shoulders with people that just are not open to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they don't take uh, the opportunities that that come along and and there are a lot of resources out there today to help people grow if they want to but um, it always amazes me sometimes and I've for instance I spent a lot of time and I've talked about this before but I just still can't quite figure it out um, there's I, I'm part of a lot of ministries to help churches be revitalized uh, churches that are not really growing or maybe even declining and so we'll offer uh, conferences to encourage people like that. We'll give away free books. We'll give them a great lunch. We'll spend one-on-one time with them in the breaks, just talking to them and encouraging them. And and so you'll always have some people that will go to great lengths. Uh, we did a conference uh, not long ago in Anchorage, Alaska, another one in Fairbanks, Alaska, or North Pole, Alaska, 
And uh, I, I met a couple that had driven over 300 miles just to be in that conference, just to be for an evening conference for about two hours. They drove 300 miles to be there. Which, to be fair, in Alaska, that's, You'd have sort, to, of, yeah, that's, that's just, just sort of like a trip to town. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but they, where they'd come out of was, uh, and it was in the winter time, and you know, they, there was uh, some challenges there. Uh, and then uh, I'll be in a, a city, and I know full well that there are some pastors whose churches have been struggling for years, and they won't be able to drive five miles. Yeah. Uh, or I shouldn't say they won't be able to. They won't drive five miles. Yeah. And I'll look at that and I'll say, there's a reason some people's churches or businesses or careers are just flat a flat line. Because yeah. they, they'll just think that they were too busy. And I'll think, well, were you really too busy? I'd love to know what you were doing that was so busy that... I mean, this whole conference is designed for people exactly like you, and yet you felt you were too busy. You've known for months this uh, conference was coming, it's designed for you, we'll do everything we can to bless and encourage you, And but you didn't come. Uh, and so I look at that sometimes, and I just, I, I can't seem to understand why that is. And then I'll, I'll work with some, I do a lot of training, as you know, with, uh, with business leaders, and, uh, uh, and these guys are busy, and some of these guys are running major companies and but then they'll jump on a zoom call for an hour i had just a bunch of folks this week uh ceo all of them ceos of big companies and a bunch of them were all jumping on a, a lunchtime zoom call uh just wanting to learn just wanting to grow and or flying all the way to dallas uh to the airport there to meet with me at dfw and some of them are coming in on, on private planes uh to these meetings they've got lots to do but they value that and they've got their notepads out and they're asking questions and they're, they're, they've had to set aside all kinds of important business just to be in a class for 24 hours. And, and I keep watching that and just saying, surely with all the challenges that we're facing in this world today, uh, any leader has got to be just growing all the time. If you're not growing, you're falling behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yet I see people that, just feel like they they'll just keep doing what they've always done and yeah. that just doesn't work uh especially in this world that's changing as fast as it is now indeed um a fourth thing just to say is just uh th this world is just filled with with time wasters today <laughs> uh and it just with so much um to be done uh you just can't afford to be wasting a lot of time and yet there seems like there's more time wasters now than there's ever been yeah and we're it's um a great enemy i think of leaders is t uh, just being distracted by things that don't matter and mm -hmm. i i see it all the time in so many different ways you know i, I think about this a lot because i'm on airplanes all the time and uh you get on an airplane you've got a two-hour flight three-hour flight and uh, I'll I'll watch uh, some folks. They've immediately got their laptop out. They're typing away. Uh, a lot of people still read old school books, like real books. And That's they're, encouraging. They're reading away. Um, they're working on notes. They're preparing for a talk they'll be giving when they arrive. Uh, and then you've got lots of people just. Uh, watching the TV, scrolling through uh, cooking channels, I mean, uh, or uh, sitcoms, and you know, I I realize 
sometimes the most important thing you can do. For me, sometimes when I'm returning from having spoken seven times in a meeting or nine times in a meeting, sometimes my brain is a little fried. So even yesterday, I was flying back from Florida, and I had spoken seven times uh, on that trip. And I, I even said to myself, I, I just need to veg here. It's not a real long flight. It's only about over an hour. I uh, don't have time to get into a lot. I, I, maybe I'll just even just lay my head back and just rest because I got to hit the ground running when I get home. Yeah. Uh, but I did that about 10 minutes, and then I thought, ah. I grabbed a book that I'm trying to to read through right now and study, and thought I could I could get at least thirty more minutes of good reading in here and do something productive. And I, I you know, you and I both know that you can take that too far. Yeah. But uh, but I was looking at the other day just how much stuff I've even just produced in the last year or so, writing wise, writing articles, writing Sunday school curriculum. Uh, and sometimes you, you're a little surprised. It's like, wow, I, that's, I, I'm kind of. There's a lot of stuff that's come out. There's some yeah. articles I wrote a while ago that I forget about, and then they, I, I get a, a pile of magazines that, with my article, and oh, I forgot I even wrote that, you know. But, um, and again, it's everyone's got their capacity and yeah. and their calling, but, um, but I just find if you want to be someone who's getting a lot done you're going to have to be continually fighting that battle against time wasters. And yeah. maybe just a fifth one for a break, or just just watch your attitude. Um, I was in line yesterday to board, to board a plane, and that's always a hard place for me with my attitude sometimes. And they had somehow they had spilled something on a plane. Uh, I don't know how they did that, but they spilled. They said, oh, we're sorry, we're going to have to delay boarding. We've got to clean up a mess, uh, that some, a spill. Um, but it took them about 20 minutes to do that. And then, uh, and then when the, that was done, they were ready to start boarding and they were going to push someone down in a wheelchair and I don't get this. Uh, but they said, well, they, they wanted to hold all of, all the rest of us up until that wheelchair had come all the way back down the jetway. And I, I don't get that, you know. I to, uh, they've already delayed us twenty minutes as it is. But and Richard, then, you're so easygoing. Yeah, it's it uh, it's it's so inefficient. You're like, uh, you know what? It's like why all you people, is... <laughs> you guys bored. I've got, yeah. I've got nothing but time. Yeah, I, you, yeah, you know me well, yeah. Sam. Uh, it's like okay, we're running twenty minutes late, so why would you not have us walk on down and at least line up just outside the plane? So as soon as that wheelchair is the person's loaded in you can start being seated but it was a long jetway so it's kind of like okay so now we got to wait for them to come and when the when the person does finally come out with the empty wheelchair they're 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 talking on their cell phone like just like they've got all the time in the world and we're all piled up i've I've never known uh, uh i've never seen someone pushing a wheelchair in an airport that was in a hurry. <laughs> no. Yeah. And especially an empty wheelchair and yeah. you realize they're not going to board until I get back off that jetway but yeah. so anyway, I have constant battles as you know keeping a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh and also sometimes just not being uh entitled uh when you're traveling and uh doing business and speaking it's it's easy sometimes to think that you're a bigger deal than you really are. Uh, and, or just to get really, uh, it's funny because yesterday after several, uh, delays, finally I, I, I boarded and the guy next to me was, 
was having an even harder time with his attitude. <laughs> and I finally had to just joke with him. And like we both couldn't understand. Just the, it's, it's, it's an efficiency thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, there's just more efficient ways to do this. Why would they, here's a professional company, why would they not do things the most efficient way possible? But, uh, but then I kind of joked with him and said, if, if you know, there's a this is a constant battle to just keep your attitude because otherwise you'd be miserable all yeah. the time if, um, if you you let other people's well, if you get bent out of shape at, at every inefficiency you come across, you're going to be a miserable person. Yeah, and unfortunately, so, life is full of. Uh, uh, and you have, and you you get on an airplane, and you're going to find some miserable people, and sometimes they'll try to explain it, like they'll justify. They know it; they're being miserable, but it's like, well, but my f- plane my flight was ten minutes late, yeah, or if you, they if you did knew this, the day and, I had, and it's like, well, I I get that, but uh, but every one of us has to battle every day with, yeah, am I going to be positive today? Am I going to let that get to me? Am I going to blow it off? I'm going to just kind of. Uh, you know, and I've sometimes when we've I've had delays, and now I might miss my connection. That's one of the more yeah. stressful things. But but I've, I've even then I've had to say if I miss my connection, uh, I'm either gonna I mean, it, it's gonna work out one way or the other. Yeah. I, it's not life threatening. I'm not there to I'm not flying to get a heart transplant today. So yeah. if I'm late, you know it's uh, I whatever. It's not life and death. Well, oh. and I think one of the things that that helps. Uh, get you out of that uh, attitude adjustment is seeing someone who's further down the uh, bad attitude track than you are and says, okay, yeah, I I don't want to, I know what I might look like in 10 minutes if I keep going. And so that can kind of help bring you back. And you see social media now, people with bad attitudes are venting there all the time. And uh, you just, realize uh okay i i'm responsible to guard my own and nobody wants to be around someone that's just ticked off at all the stuff that annoys them every day with other people and so that's a that's about and i and so when you travel you see a lot of people who have lost that battle (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, true well let's take a quick break here before we wrap up Hello, I'm Richard Blackaby, and I'm the author of The Seasons of God. And I want to introduce you into a six-week online class that Blackaby Ministries International is offering, where I'll be walking with you to understand how God has designed our life to flow through seasons. Life's not meant to be lived in a straight line, the same thing day after day. God constantly is introducing new things and changes and adjustments. He's starting certain things and he's ending other things, and it can often confuse you. This class will walk through how our life flows through seasons, and I think you'll be surprised to look back on your life and realize God has been doing amazing things ever since you were born, and he's got some wonderful things still in store for you in the days to come. Well, Richard, uh, we we normally take these breaks in the middle, uh, but we're a little on the, the back end here. So you got we'll me just, rambling on here of all these well, observations. Just, you know, you uh, you start talking about uh, the the woes of the air tra- travel. Tra- yeah, that, that gets know, me going. That train uh, is hard to stop. <laughs> but uh, just as we have a few minutes left here, yeah. uh, I know you've got a couple other observations yeah. from your travels. Yeah, a sixth thing is God is at work. Uh, one thing I would have to say is everywhere I travel. And oftentimes God is not necessarily working where you would expect. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I often saw that with my dad. He would go and speak in front of thousands of people, and you think, wow, this is so, such an important meeting. 
But then it would be a conversation after the sermon with somebody just had come up and waited to talk to them. And you, you felt as if that might be the most important thing that this whole trip may have been just for me to speak into that person's life or yeah. encourage that teenager who uh, respectfully waited in line and just wanted to ask a question. And so uh, whether it's talking to a lift uh, ride, it's, it's some, if it's uh, who's talking to someone sitting next to you on a plane, uh, just expect, I, I would just say expect that God is going to be working around you and uh, just keep your eyes open and you won't, you won't be disappointed. A a seventh thing that I've, I've noticed is um, excellence stands out. Uh, Mm. And in a world in which a lot of people are uh, staffing uh, or or they're shorthanded or they don't have the the budget they used to have. um, There's a lot of places trying to cut corners, provide less uh, service uh, or they're just hiring people that aren't high quality workers, and so you you almost get used to not expecting very much, not not expecting to get a lot for your dollar, and then all of a sudden you encounter someone that does things with excellence, and it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, um, I was just at a great church uh, yesterday, the day before, and uh, it's a big church, but you could just tell they they everybody does things with excellence, whether the people are just providing some food in the green room or driving you to the airport or whatever it might be they you could just tell that this this has a culture of excellence and yeah everybody takes pride in their work and doing everything well and uh and again i, I can't emphasize enough whatever it is god's called you to do if you make a habit of striving for excellence it it's amazing how many doors that opens for you. Mm. How many people want to yeah. uh, be a reference for you later, or, or want to recommend you somewhere else, or yeah. uh, want to do business with you, and um, and so that's um, again. I've just been reminded every time it, I I do experience real. It, it sometimes it's someone waiting on me at a restaurant, but uh, they went the extra mile. I, I on this last trip, I had someone else that gave us our menus and then we didn't see them for 20 minutes <laughs> and they happened to walk by it's like hey we're we're ready to order oh are you already it's like well yeah, we're we're all fairly decisive people <laughs> five minutes is more than enough to look yeah. over menu or i don't know where you've been but and uh Oh, okay. Well, I'll be back in a minute. Like, <laughs> it's uh, still longer, but um, yeah. so. And but then there's other people that just are not. They're not in your face. They're not obnoxious. But boy, they're right there, and they're helpful, and they're delighted to help. And and you think, wow, I'd come back here over and over again just to get that kind of service. And maybe one last thing um, is just uh, you're you're going to always deal with hits and misses. Uh, when you're when you're traveling, when you're leading, when you're called to to serve in various ways, there there are going to be times where you maybe you get a base hit, but you certainly don't get a home run, <laughs> or you mm-hmm. might just flat out strike out and think, "Ouch!" Like that just didn't go as well as I hoped it would. And then there's other times you're going to just really make contact, and and uh, you're going to have that ball go a long ways and. Uh, of course, everybody wants the hits. They want the successes, but there's usually a smattering of of fails, or at least you know, uh, uh, 
kind of weaker efforts. It just didn't quite connect like you hoped it would. And mm -hmm. at the time, you were looking at those notes and thought that'd be a great uh, presentation, but they just didn't respond quite like you hoped. Mm. And so I've just learned when you are having successes, lean into it, get all the fruit from that, all the value, the mileage you can. Um, when you fail, sometimes I still lean into that and say, so what do I learn from that? How would I do that differently yeah. next time? Uh, maybe it's a, a different kind of thing than you've done before and you realize, uh, I was kind of feeling my way through that and I realized some things not to do next time. Make yeah. a mental note there because uh, if I ever do this again, I'm going to do it this way instead. And uh, But... As you travel around and just see various uh, businesses and churches and leaders, you're going to notice people as well that are doing it really well and some that aren't. And be taking note all the time They're, because you're going you're to always encounter both. And so how do you get mileage out of hits and misses? Uh, so that regardless of what you're experiencing, you, you grow personally yeah. and you learn to lead even better. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you for walking us through this. And uh, I know you'll have a, a lot more travel coming up and uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to do this again sometime. So thanks. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.